Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I, I want to talk about how counterintuitive all of this is. This whole process that they talk about in the creation of our lives. I just, I really want to talk about this. <laughs> from like from like different different ideas on this thing you know it's like I woke up and I it's the middle of the night this is a middle of the night rambling <laughs> so I okay so theoretically what theorists say, and I'm just going to name Abraham Hicks. So Abraham Hicks says that we can be, do, or have whatever it is that we desire. Whatever, whatever it is. We can be, do, or have whatever it is that we desire. supposedly that we get an idea about something which forces us to ask whether we want to or not when we get this idea oh ding I would really like that mud pie <laughs> you know <laughs> I really want to eat that Twinkie I have a hankering for a Twinkie okay then supposedly the universe is on it. So we, we, we have a hankering which sets off what Abraham Hicks would call a rocket of desire. Ding! I'd really like a Twinkie. <laughs> I'm on the Twinkie kick because one of the people who works in the office at the place I work at. She just opened a drawer for me yesterday. She opens this drawer. She goes, if you ever need a snack, this is the snack drawer. She says, you don't have to ask. You just come and take it. <laughs> and she has Twinkies and, and all these little Debbie treats in there. I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. It's just, it's like adorable. Anyway, so I'm on a Twinkies kick because that was one of the things she has had in there. Okay. Got a hankering for a Twinkie. Oh, I'd like a Twinkie, which sets off a rocket of desire. Like it or not, supposedly, like it or not, here it comes. Whatever that thing is. Okay. And then... That thing, like, when we believe it, so we set off the right, I just know a Twinkie's coming. I just know it's coming. Like, I believe that that Twinkie is coming, and then voila, there is a Twinkie that somehow shows up in your life, my life, whatever. Okay? Now, some things appear to come pretty easily. Like, I don't know. There's a whole lot of things in my life that come pretty easily at this point. 
I said, I say, I'd really like to have that thing. And then it shows up in my life one way or another, or somehow I, I, because I see evidence in my life of that thing appearing. Like, I don't know if I told you guys this, but recently I set out an intention for bluebird feathers and then I found a whole bunch of them. It was like a a bluebird had lost its life somewhere and I just I well I walked one way and I saw one and then when I was walking back I saw a number of them. Beautiful bluebird feathers. So Okay. <laughs> I've had many, 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 many bizarro things happen. Like bizarro things from the universe happening. And you could say that it's happening because I put my attention to it. Like I put my attention on that thing, not necessarily because it's a sign of anything. Okay. I want to, I want to make that clear that I am I really kind of do understand that it's not necessarily a sign of anything. But I have these weird things happen. Like I'll be thinking about a certain person and bam, a notification will come on my phone about that person. I've just like weird stuff happen all the time, like every day. <clears throat> And so and so I'm I'm thinking I've been thinking you know it's like of having this this very very solid intention about something in particular in my life and it's been on here to 4 years there have been I've tried everything to like not care about this thing to like change my mind about this thing okay I don't really want that and I'm willing to accept you know whatever comes into my physicality about that I mean I've I've really attempted different things to for in that area but yet that thing is not in my physicality it's not it is not currently in my physicality and so having having a brain and and thinking about it like rationally which you know I always think that Abraham Hicks would tell me never to think of things rationally like that except for you know if we, my empty my gas tank is on empty go get gasoline but um when when we are attempting to manifest something, but I mean, you could uh, you could theoretically manifest a tank of gas. You could theoretically, you know, it's like Jesus turned the water into wine, right? Somehow manifest gas in your tank. I mean, theoretically, if these theories are true, <clears throat> so. So one of the things that I think in my rational brain that I'm not sure I'm supposed to be using in these cases is I'm doing something differently than I've done before. 
And so in doing something differently than I'm done before, but than I've done before, it's like different. And maybe there is a different time frame on it. But I have to concede at times that maybe that thing is not in the cards for me. I have to, I have to accept that. I don't know. Okay, so so <laughs> what they are saying is theorists is that it, it's almost as if they espouse that this is somehow foolproof. That this absolutely is is the way the universe works. Like we've been told that the universe works a certain way, but we are, they have told us incorrectly that the, the actual way that the universe worked is that it is absolutely rigged in our favor that we can ask for something. The wildest dream. Okay. That we can ask for the wildest dream and it will come into our physicality. And so I put this into practice in many areas of my life. I mean, I just, I just, you know, and, and it's something that I've noticed is that, is that it feels like a lot of times, like my little business or my, my, my podcasts are going nowhere. Not very many people are listening to them. Less people are listening to them now than were listening to them before. And I'm not really sure exactly what I did to lose them. But, and like, I mean, my, my YouTube has lost another subscriber. So it's like, I have 54 YouTube subscribers. 54. <laughs> it's not very many. And I feel like, like, honestly, there's a whole bunch of amazing things on that YouTube station, but they're like way, 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 way down in, in, you know, not the newest ones, but ones that I've done years ago. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But theoretically, in theory, I would not have to do anything that if my if I really desired for my my YouTube station to take off all I have to do is set my intention and believe that it is already done. Okay, I already have 100,000 subscribers. Cuz I'd really like to have 100,000 subscribers because I would like to get one of those plaques. <laughs> I saw Anita Morjani got this like plaque really like to get one of those plaques. I think that would be really cool. Now, is this something that I focus on every day of my life? No, I don't focus on it. Hardly at all, to be honest. Like, <clears throat> and so, and so in all actuality, I'm not sure what my my bigger intention is for my material, except that I just like ideas and I like putting out this stuff. So here I am at it again, even though my listenership on my YouTube, on my podcasting, which was doing better than my YouTube, 
has really gone down. And I don't, you know, I'm just like, what do you guys want to hear about? And I'm, I'm supposing that in some ways, I just keep talking about the same thing, because the same damn thing is tripping me up. And I cannot imagine for one second that other people are not having this issue. I just, I, I just can't imagine it. I, I just can't. But anyway, so, so there's this like this this whole idea, you know, like just just keep going, just keep going. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. The tarot card readers are telling me it's just right around the corner. This, you know, it's right around, the, it's right there. It's right there. It's like that thing that you want. And like Abraham Hicks says the same damn thing. You got all this stuff in your vortex. You just have to get into, to, and, and I feel like in some ways, like, I get really tripped up on this whole idea of of a vibrational match to that thing. Like I can understand that in a sense of you know like a dial on a radio. That that I'm trying to like fine tune that dial on the radio, fine tune. And apparently it has something to do with the feeling that it has already happened. Okay, so I have to believe in things that have not happened yet. I have to believe, I can't believe in what is and get to where I want to be. I can't. I can't keep looking at my bank account, although looking at my bank account right now makes me very happy. <laughs> But Abraham Hicks would say to look on all the things that make you happy every day. Just only focus on those things that make you happy. Every day, just look on those things that make you happy. <clears throat> so I wanted to, to pull in this idea in the matrix. Which, which actually, that movie, I didn't see the first one in the movie theater. I saw the second one in the movie theater and then I had to rent the first one um, because I, I saw the second one in the movie theater. I had to rent the first one and then I saw the third one in the movie theater. But mostly I've watched them on, you know, like streaming them in. Although I do owe, I do own all three DVDs. Okay, so in the movie, when he gets out of the Matrix... It's not a happy place. I'm just saying. When he actually is out of the matrix, it, it's not that great of a place. Like, like they're stuck on this, this, either on this spaceship that's like under, under the Earth's crust, or they're in Zion, which is this, this city that is underground. You know, it's like there's a scene in one of the movies, I can't remember right now, but like Trinity actually sees the sky. She's never seen the sky, really seen the sky. You know, so it's like it's not even really that great of a place. And then he finds out that it's, there's this massive war. 
there's this massive war going on. It's like, I mean, can you imagine, you know, like this whole idea of like being born again, you're going to be like born again into this like fabulous utopia. And it's not, it's not. When you see the truth that, that I guess there is this, I don't know, some kind of a spiritual war between dark and light. And the whole idea, like from some, some theorists, would say the whole point is to get out of and to do away with duality, to accept it but do away with it like that you don't even see duality you don't see dark and light you're riding the fence in non-judgment about everything so he gets out of this and then he's got to figure it out okay so he has to figure it out and it's not as clear as his thoughts create his reality it's not like that he's like plugged into the matrix so it's not it's not like like Neo has thoughts about things and then that becomes a physicality but that is what we are practicing aside from having our head our this thing shoved into our skull right plugging us into the matrix so so <laughs> I had, I'm not sure if this is the right podcast to talk about this, but I had this really weird thing happen like last night. It wasn't tonight, but last night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had two different things. I believe like I get these impressions from the other side. And these were two pretty massive, like, impressions and one of them was and I and I can't I don't know how to explain this except that 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 living in a hologram like so they say that we are we are actually living in a hologram so so like everything around us is actually not actually there which is bizarre in and of itself because I can see it and I can feel it. I can touch it. Like when I walk across, I can stand up and put my feet and I feel the ground beneath me, but it's actually all like, like actual energy and it's not actually there. It's like a figment of my imagination. <laughs> So it's weird. <clears throat> but that also my body is that. So my body is a, I had this this whole, like, I, I this is hard for me to describe. So I'm going to try to describe what is hard. And like, I don't know how to describe it exactly. But to say I had this idea that, that my, my body is a holograph. And that, 
I'm not really sure exactly where exactly I am or, or we are. I can only speak for myself, but I just had this, you know, that I'm not sure that that my being is actually completely in this holograph that is called me. Okay, really bizarre. <clears throat> okay, now how did this have to do with... with <laughs> okay, so in the movie, he's plugged in, but we, we, it's just, there's a slightly different, it's, it's like different. It, we aren't plugged in that way. We are, we are somehow creating the things around us by, by our attention to it. It's like, I use this example because I think it's kind of a good one in that I can't hear the fan that is that is that is running this very moment unless I'm actually paying attention to it. I can't hear it unless I'm paying attention to it. And that's kind of weird to me. So does it like actually physically disappear and in some in some ways it kind of does because if I'm not looking at it and I'm not hearing it, like, it may disappear by me not having attention on it. <clears throat> and so, <laughs> okay. So getting back to the topic at hand. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this one scene where Morpheus... Okay, so Morpheus has been taken by Smith and the agents. And, and they are getting ready to, like, end his life. So, so they're, they're on the ship. And Morpheus's body is on the ship, but he's plugged into the Matrix. And if he, they kill him in the Matrix, then he dies on the ship. But they're worried. They know that, that, that all of them are in danger by this situation. And so they're trying to decide whether to, to like basically pull the plug on Morpheus and kill him. And Neo says... No, he says, I, I believe that I can bring him back. Okay, and, and throughout the movie, this is like a common theme was there wasn't this set path. There was no set path. It was like, it was like the Oracle kept saying things, but like it didn't always come true the way she said that it was going to come true or it. And so, and so, I don't know that there really is 
this, like, like we're walking the path and the path is kind of coming to us. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm too often taking all these signs around me as signs of, of this thing. And I I don't know, but, (laughs) but it's his belief that he can bring him back. I mean, is it his belief that he can bring him back that actually brings him back? Like, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Matrix, then this is going to ruin it for you, okay? So he's able to go in and actually bring him back. But part of this is that it's never been done before. It's never, what this guy did had never been done before. So it's kind of like like doing that thing that we've never done before. And so I've never done anything quite like this. And continuing to believe in something that has not come into fruition in my life, has not come into my physicality. I've never done that. In the past, what I've done is I have just, I've just like, taken my attention off of it and and like just gone in a different direction which seems really logical that seems like a really logical thing to do that seems so much smarter you know okay well if well if you know if this isn't working out oh well okay we'll just go in a different direction maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the situation for me You know, you would think that I would get that memo, but it would be the same thing as, as, as Neo saying, okay, well, so sorry, Morpheus, adios friend, and going in a different direction. But instead, he followed his heart. He followed his intuition and he said, okay, no, I'm not giving up on Morpheus. I'm going to do something different. Sometimes when you, when you, but it's, but this is also counterintuitive because it's also, it's also, it's like this really, really weird, screwy thing to continue to believe in something that is, it's like not coming into my physicality. It's so bizarre. I got to tell you, friends, like day after day after day after day, and like my belief is there, my feelings are there, my heart is there, my, my everything. It's like, it's almost as if I believe in this dream more than I've ever believed in anything in my entire life. And, and, and I just don't even know what to say about it. Because day after day, it, it's like it is, it is actually not coming into my physicality. And I have to concede that it may not. So the point is to get happy regardless. To just like get happy regardless. Get happy without that thing, right? And strangely enough, I feel like generally speaking, I am happy. I am happy regardless. But I'm just saying. 
as a as a practitioner and as a scientist of my own life, I am my life is the experiment. So if if I am demonstrating through my life and I am espousing these principles, and this is what I believe. Okay, so I believe that God is my ultimate mark marketer. Then why has God not promoted my material? Why? I mean, I'm just using that as one example. That's not even what I'm really talking about in this podcast. But for just argument's sake, why is God, if I believe that God is my marketer, why do I not have 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube station? Why? If I've set out that intention, okay, I've set out that intention, I've had that belief, then why is it not happening? I'm just saying. And so the theorists would say that I have not come into the vibrational. The theorist would say that it's something that, that I'm not doing. I'm not doing something I'm not using the steps correctly. I'm not doing something correctly or it would be. It would be happening. And then I'm supposed to just like relax into that. I'm supposed to relax into the fact that that so that I can relax my way into a vibrational match to that thing that I desire. Say, say, my desire for 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube station. So I only need, I only need how many more? <laughs> 950, like nine, no, 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 100. Okay, so if it's $100 and I have 55, I don't even have 55,000. Yeah, no, I don't even know how to do the math on that. I don't even have 10%. I have 1% of the subscribers that I would like to have on my station. <clears throat> it's it's really strange. It's like and it's not just like me. It's not but maybe I I do have this strange belief that it is me that when I I thought it was interesting. I had I had done this tarot card reading recently with somebody else. She was a different person than this first one that I had. This, and I was really attracted to to doing a private reading with her because of something she said. I was like, "Whoa! I have to have a private reading with her." And the private reading really kind of blew my mind. Um. And then not so long after that, she put on there, you know, she had over 10,000 subscribers on her TikTok station. And then she had like 11,100, 111. And I, I can't help but feel like perhaps I had something to do with that. I mean, maybe I didn't, maybe I had nothing to do with that, but I feel like my attention toward her. So I feel like my attention towards certain people 
is beneficial to them, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy to um, promote her. I, I told my the other tarot card reader that I listened to that um, that she was I wanted her to, to have a hundred thousand before the end of the year. She's at she's at about she's over five thousand now, but she started out with a lot less than that. But I've been trying to energetically promote her station. I really like her. One of the things about tarot that really bothers me. Just gonna say, I don't I don't really like past readings. And it seems like a lot of times in tarot they go to the past reading and then when you get it, it, I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now this can work to our benefit if we're if we're this the there's something positive in the future. And so like the belief about it, okay, well my tarot card reader said this was going to happen. And so like the belief in the tarot card reading itself can can have an effect because we believe in it because our tarot card reader told us this right and so and so i but sometimes i feel like just this focus on the past because every single time she's always talking about this past person and it gets me very confused it gets me confused because like, and she, and, and it's like, it doesn't, I have, and she talks about this certain person who is like, it's just in a very negative way. And it's like, oh, you've gotten away from this person. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this person who like actually would have ill thoughts about me, have negative thoughts about me and some kind of negative reaction. But it's like, I, I just, I don't want to hear that because for multiple reasons, but also because I don't know who it is. Because the other thing is, is that she says that this person is going to try to, this person is going to try to contact me. And I feel very certain, I don't feel like there's anybody that is uh, is going to try to contact me that I don't want to contact me at this point. Like right now, I just, for a while there, that was working. And I had like f- four different people coming into my physicality. <laughs> I'm going, what? But that hasn't happened recently. Um, But the person that that I believe that that tarot card reading is actually about would never contact me that that person would know better than to ever contact me. Maybe this person thinks that I'm crazy enough that th- that this person doesn't want to contact me. Um, but, but this person is never going to contact me in my thought. Like, I just don't believe that's ever going to happen. Um, <clears throat> but I get tired of hearing about it because like also, I mean, it could be other people cause she's always talking about, I just I'm just totally surrounded in in this this type of person. I'm surrounded. So I don't like I, I get really confused. And so what I'm trying to say is that like 
some stuff can like really mess up our juju, right? It messes up our juju by like putting some thought in our head. So this is part of the reason why I don't talk to people about stuff anymore. Like hardly anything. Like I didn't even talk to anybody about this changing job thing. I don't talk to people about stuff in my life. I just don't. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't talk to them about my plans. Hardly anyone. <clears throat> and, you know, because the times that I have, you know, when I've, when I've like shared stuff with people and I can't even tell you how hard that is. Because sometimes you're just like, I have stuff happen that I am like, the chances of that happening are so small. And I'm just blown away and I have no one to talk to. Some stuff I can't even talk to you guys about. Because if I were to talk to you about it, it would, it would totally, like, I can't talk to anyone about it. And, and, and they're not going to understand. Like, I tried to talk to my daughter a little bit, and she just has no understanding about how bizarre it is. Like, she doesn't recognize that as being bizarre, but I know it's, like, the chances of that happening is, like, nothing. And so, and so, I am, I get kind of confused is what I'm trying to say. And sometimes the signs confuse me. Like, I, I don't know what they mean exactly. I, I think that in some ways we attribute meaning to them. We attribute meaning to something that... I know that I've done that in my life. Where I've attributed meaning to something. And, and maybe it did mean something in the moment. But it doesn't mean anything now. If that makes any sense. Now it only means what I what I the meaning that I put onto it. <clears throat> I really feel like I'm rambling right now, but the point is is that there was there was a time when I really started to understand that I create my reality and I have to admit that it was an ominous when I when I had this life-changing experience it was kind of like Neo coming out of the matrix and like sitting there going are you kidding me this is that's kind of the way I felt okay so if I'm creating my reality then I'm creating everything in my reality and I'm going to tell you, it is a practice to mind your thoughts all the time. It is a practice to mind your thoughts all the time, to just mind your thoughts. It's like all the time having to mind your thoughts. <laughs> And like the first thing you have to do is become aware of them because a lot of people are just living, you know, they're just, they don't even think about what they're thinking about. Like, so the first step is to think about what you're thinking about. So I think about what I think about 
a lot. And when I start to go down these paths that I don't want to go down, and I'm like, okay, what are you doing right now? It's like, don't even allow that in your psyche. Just don't. And there's... And there's so much in this life that there's nothing that we can do about. You have to give it to God. You just have to give it to God. Like I'm going to give you an example. Like I was, I moved into this, the condo that I live in, or townhome. And the, right when I moved in, um, <laughs> there was this massive wind I mean, massive. And the shingles on my roof were flying off. This is a true story. It's crazy. They were just flying off. And I was just like, okay, what is happening? Because they did an inspection. And supposedly, not that long ago, they got a new roof. Like new shingles on the roof. So I'm sitting here going, why the hell are the shingles? So I had asked somebody to go on my roof and look at my shingles and they had told me the craziest story. And that is whoever put the shingles on my roof did not nail them down. So I, I end up, I believe, I don't do anything about it right at the moment. And the years go by and the shingles on my roof are really the last thing on my mind. I mean, there's like shingles, the old shingles are under the new shingles, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever, however you want to think about it. Um, but when there was a rainstorm, I was kind of freaked out. I mean, I was just freaked out. I'm like, I was always worried that my roof was going to, was going to, um, leak. I mean, I mean, you can imagine. I mean, I was really worried about it. And then, and then my neighbors were getting new roofs, so I I got a quote, and um, and at the time I didn't have the money to pay for the deductible, because regardless, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, or I could have come up with the money somehow, but at the time I was really living in survival mode. And so I, I didn't get, but this went on for years that I was always worrying about my roof. You know, and so our attention to it like really makes the problem worse. But so here's the thing. Nothing ever happened with my roof. My roof never leaked. It, you know, but I always worried about it. Like this would be something that would keep me up at night when it rained. I'd be so worried about my roof or wind or whatever. Well, I think it was last year. I I got some money and at the same time the homeowners association where I live and I'd actually talked to them about it. And they said, "We'll send them a quote." Um, this is a whole long story. This was years in the making, but finally, um, I got this nasty ground from the homeowners association. And so I call a guy, they come out, they give me a quote and then 
they send it to the underwriter and they said, we will only pay to have your roof repaired. We're not going to pay for a new roof. And so, but the guy came out, repaired my roof. And I got to tell you, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And I, when I stand out and I look up at my roof, it's just so incredibly, like, I know it sounds strange that I would think my roof was beautiful, but it was beautiful. And it was like nailed down. But, but my, my focus on it in a negative way did not help. Although there was no catastrophe that happened. Like I could have brought on a catastrophe by my attention to it. Like our attention to that negative thing. Like is what brings it into our physicality. And then I got I got to say there's like there's like times where stuff just comes out of norm out of nowhere because like like look at what happened with Esther Hicks the love of her life you know got sick and died I mean like can you imagine like from her perspective a person who can be do or have whatever it is that she desires as in health and her husband and now all of a sudden her husband is gone. She has to accept the fact that he wanted a different experience. She had to accept his life path went in a different direction. And it wasn't, you know, and she has and is, is doing well and thriving in her life. But I mean, she, that was a process. And so I'm not really sure what to say about these things that kind of come out of nowhere. You know, did, did Esther create that? Did she create that? And I'm not really sure what she would say about that. That she created, she co-created it maybe with him. I don't know. So I just woke up just thinking about this again. In my effort to figure all this out, to figure this out, my life as, you know, this strange hologram, which I think is actually true. I don't quite understand it, but I think that it's true. And, and my desires and them sometimes coming into fruition, the knowledge that I believe that these, these theories are true, however, I have not mastered them. And how illogical it all is. How, how counterintuitive it all is that we have to believe in something that has not yet happened to have it happen. You have to believe in it. And it's just crazy. And so here I am. I'm still at it. 
because I have to be. I mean, how do you get off? How do you get off this game called life when you're in it? You Like you have no choice, but you have to just continue on, continue oning. <laughs> anyway, maybe I said this in a different way, but I guess this is enough <laughs> for now. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. And that's a wrap.